Awesome. So I hope you guys are excited because I am super excited to bring you a word this morning. We're going to be talking this morning again about uh, the Holy Spirit in your last week. Uh, as Travis mentioned when he was doing the announcements that last week was Pentecost Sunday. And so I know that, that Pastor Keith here was preaching about the Holy Spirit. And over in Cobram, I was teaching about uh, the Holy Spirit as well. And I want to continue with that this morning because I, I just think that there is so much uh, that, that, that God wants us to understand about the Holy Spirit. You, you know, that, that he, the Holy Spirit is not less than God. Right? The Holy Spirit is God. We as Christians believe in the Trinity, the God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and Holy Spirit are all God. They are all equal. None of them are less than any of the others, but they are all God. And I think that there's so many times, right, or so, so often in our lives, we get so passionate about Jesus, right? Because of what he did and he died for us and, and, and he gave up his life and he was resurrected again so that we could have a relationship with God and we should be passionate about him. Don't, don't get me wrong, but we should be just as passionate about the Holy Spirit and about what the Holy Spirit does within us as believers and just as passionate about what the Holy Spirit wants to pour out of us as believers, right? The power of God manifest here on earth by the Holy Spirit through us. We, we should be just as passionate about that because, because this, is, this is how God works through us to get the message and the truth of the gospel of Jesus and the reality of the creator God into the world today. And I'm just so passionate about it and I hope that you are as well. Uh, because I just think that, that there is so much in this that, that God desires that we understand. So, so again, um, so last week, Pentecost Sunday, uh, we, we spoke about the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon the apostles and the disciples on the day of Pentecost, which as well as being, uh, as well as being the day that, 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 that the power of the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and the early disciples was also the day, essentially, that the early church was born. Because right? Peter stands, the, the Bible tells us that, that, that a crowd uh, of, of all different tribes and all different people are drawn to where the, the, these men and women are, right, in the upper room. And the Bible says that Peter stands and he preaches, and it goes on to say that 3,000 were added to the believers that day, or 3,000 were saved that day. And this is the first time that we see after Jesus having been ascended, right, to heaven, that we see the gospel message preached. Because Jesus told them that, yes, you must go into all the world and baptize in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. He told them that. But then he said to them, wait in Jerusalem until the power comes upon you. Okay, he told them to wait. And so this was the waiting. that The apostles, the disciples waited in this place until the power came from on high that would transform the church that would in fact birth the early church by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so last week over in Cobham, we, we spoke a little bit uh, as well uh, about a few things that the Holy Spirit does and what he helps us with in our lives as believers, as taught by the words of Jesus. So I just want to go over a couple of these things quickly because it's important before we get into the message today. So firstly, uh, the Holy Spirit becomes our helper forever. 
not simply, uh, he doesn't just simply show up when we need him, but he becomes our helper forever as believers. And, and so the, these, these uh, teachings come from Jesus' conversation with his disciples in John chapter 15, 16, and 17. I'm not going to give you the exact thing, so I just want to go through this quickly. But, but um, so Holy Spirit becomes our helper firstly. And not in moments of great need, but a continuous helper to us as believers. Secondly, Holy Spirit is a teacher who enables us to remember and recall all the things that Jesus has taught to us. Holy Spirit enables us as believers in this day and age to comprehend and understand the Word of God as we read. Because anybody can open the Bible and read it, but to, to people who don't have the Holy Spirit, they don't gain understanding, they don't gain revelation, because it's the Holy Spirit who enables us to comprehend and, and, and attain a revelation of the things that the Scripture wants to tell us. So that's the second thing that Holy Spirit does. Uh, He enables us to to truly understand the Word of God as we read it. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit will testify of the truth of Christ and His resurrection through the outworking of His power through us to bring many to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And He testifies of the power of God through the outworkings of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These gifts of power. Right, that cause people to see the supernatural power of the Creator God poured out through believers on earth as a testimony to the truth of the death and resurrection of Jesus. So Holy Spirit helps us. Holy Spirit teaches us. And Holy Spirit testifies of the glory of God and of the resurrection of Jesus Christ through us by the outworkings of the spiritual gifts of power, right? And this is why Jesus told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem until they received power from on high. Because before they received power, anything that they would have done would have been done out of the power and the spirit of man because they hadn't yet received the power that came from on high. And so we need to understand that that it was important for these men and women, to wait for the power to come upon them, right? So Acts chapter 1 verse 8, I'm just, just going to read over it. It says, so Acts 1 verse 8, But you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, so notice that Jesus says to them, you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power, and then you shall be witnesses. Because the Holy Spirit is going to witness and testify of the glory of God and the resurrection of Jesus and the power right, that, God, that, that the Creator God has over all creation, over all the world, through the disciples via the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so, so this, again, this power that comes from on high, so just that we, have, uh, we all have an understanding, the power that it's speaking about was the power of the Holy Spirit who we know and we understand as the third person of the Trinity who is God, who always has been God, right? Just as God the Father is eternal, just as Jesus the Son is eternal, the Holy Spirit is eternal. He was there at the creation of the world. He was there in the very beginning. There has never been a moment where Holy Spirit has not existed. He is God. And it is His power that is outworked through us now as witnesses of the power and the resurrection of the truth of the gospel of Jesus. And this power that is spoken about is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Again, Trav mentioned it uh, earlier. 
that, that we, we, we become baptized in the Holy Spirit and we receive power to outwork these incredible divine miraculous gifts that are not at all of human nature. They are divine in nature and they're outworked through us simply by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not because we're, we're special, not because we're any good. And I love what, what Trav said about that there is no junior Holy Spirit. There is no senior Holy Spirit. There is simply the eternal Holy Spirit who has always existed, who lives in each and every one of us as believers, which we'll get to. And, and the same Spirit that, that all believers can be uh, baptized in, where we, where we receive this power from on high to outwork the power of God as a testimony of Jesus Christ to lead many to him. Okay? So my, my, my hope today uh, is, is, to, is to teach you all something. Okay? So as believers, there, there are two different moments or, or two encounters that we have with the Holy Spirit according to Scripture. So there is the moment that we receive the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us. Okay? And then there is the baptism that we receive in the power of the Holy Spirit. These, these are two separate things. Okay? So I, I want to show you a couple of Scriptures uh, relating to the moment that we first receive the Holy Spirit. So in John chapter 20, uh, verse 20 and 21. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So these words are from Jesus to his disciples after he's been crucified and he's been resurrected. And this is in the period of 40, uh, uh, the period of 40 days where he appears to his disciples multiple times. Okay, And, and he's speaking to them. He's still teaching them. He, he's still meeting with them. And, and so he comes. I just want to read it again. He comes and he says, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, receive the Holy Spirit. And then in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, it says, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Okay, so it says, um, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Okay, so, so what this is saying is that the moment that you truly believe, the moment that, that you gain the revelation in your spirit, right? The revelation within you of Jesus, of Jesus being the Son of God who was crucified for our sins and then was resurrected again, showing power over sin and power over death and the power of God. Right? The moment that you believe that truly, the, the moment that you genuinely grasp that revelation, okay, you receive the, the Holy Spirit who comes to dwell in you as a promise of that inheritance which you have now received. The, the promise that, that you are now essentially a part of the family of God and, and you now... Uh, um, you will now have eternal life in his kingdom, okay? So the Holy Spirit, the, the seal of the Holy Spirit comes and lives in, and dwells in us. 
as, as a promise of that inheritance that we are now belong eternally to the kingdom of God. Okay? So the reason that the disciples, uh, in that verse in, in John chapter 20 that, that we just read, the reason that the disciples received the Holy Spirit here, and why, okay, why Jesus said, he breathes on them and says, now receive the Holy Spirit, is because this, okay, this was the moment that they, they truly believed in the resurrected Jesus, okay? They knew that Jesus was the Messiah, okay? Because we read that through, through the Gospels. They knew that he, had, um, that, 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 that he had died for them. They knew that, that he had risen again. But it's now that they're, they're fully receiving this revelation of the resurrected Jesus. And so Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. Because this is the moment that, that they, they genuinely now understood just how mighty and powerful this this Jesus is, right? And they already knew him as Messiah. They knew who he was, but now they received this revelation of the resurrected Jesus, the moment that it became totally real to them so that they received the promise of that inheritance that that we just spoke about. Okay, so now I want to move on a little bit and talk about the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. So, um, so something that you may have heard spoken about before, if you've been around in, in, in church a while, um, been around Christians, um, is, is the evidence of the Holy Spirit. What is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer? Okay, what is the evidence? So I'm just going to take a look at Galatians chapter 5, uh, 22 to, to 23. Um, so I'm actually going to read this from the Amplified Bible. That isn't the scripture reference that you're going to have on your screen. Yours is the New King James. But I want to read to, to you from, from the Amplified Bible because it, it, just, it gives us a little bit of insight into something else. And it's just at the very beginning, okay? So Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23 in the Amplified says, But the fruit of the Spirit, and then in the Amplified, the result of His presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there there is no law. So I just want to go back and just read the first line of this in, in the Amplified to you again. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and then in brackets, the result of His presence within us. Okay, so it's talking about these nine fruit of the Spirit, are, are, are the result of God in us, of his presence within us, are the result of the Holy Spirit within our lives. So what this points out to us is essentially the first evidence of the Holy Spirit being present in the life of a believer should be the outworking of the fruit that he brings into our lives. Because this fruit comes as a result of his presence being in us. And, and, and I, was, I was listening to something or reading something earlier this week about the fruit. And, you know, some, I guess we could have the understanding that, that the nine fruits are, are, are nine different fruits. Okay? You know, that, that uh, love is an apple, peace is a banana, all this sort of stuff, right? And we understand them as, as separate things. But this, this, what I was reading, and I loved it, is saying essentially it is one fruit. Okay, like a mandarin or, or, or an orange, that there's multiple pieces of this fruit, but it's, it's all in one. So a, a believer right, who receives the, the Holy Spirit should not only be an example of one or two of these things, but we should have all of these fruit 
evident in our lives because of the Holy Spirit within us. It's not like we, we get to pick and choose and say, I'll take a bit of, uh, I'll take a, a little bit of peace today, God, and maybe on the weekend I'll grab me some self-control so that I don't do anything too stupid when I'm hanging out with my friends. It, it's, 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 it's not like that. It's like it's the fruit of, of the Spirit that we receive all of these things, okay, as a, as a result of His presence within us. As a result of the Holy Spirit present within us, we should, um, the, the evidence of these fruits within us should be seen. Okay? So that points out the first evidence of the Holy Spirit being present in the life of a believer should be the outworking and the presence of the fruit of the Spirit of God. So the, the outworking of power and the outworking of the gifts of power comes from the baptism of the Spirit, where we, where, when we receive that power from on high that the apostles and the disciples first experienced on the day of Pentecost. Okay? The, the, the fruit of the Spirit comes as a result of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us. And the moment we believe the promise of the inheritance, that's when we can d- develop and express the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But the outworking of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the gifts of power come about as a result of baptism in the Holy Spirit. Again, what, what, the, what the, uh, the apostles and disciples received on the day of Pentecost, that baptism of power that empowered them to outwork these seemingly impossible things become possible in a moment because of the power of the Holy Spirit upon them. So but let's look at it this way. The, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is an individual thing in the life of a believer. Okay, the fruit of the Spirit should be evident in each individual believer. All of them, not just some of them, should be evident in, in each individual believer. So the fruit of the Spirit is an individual thing in the life of a believer. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are power poured out through us as a testimony of the glory and power of God so that many will be drawn to Him. So, so the, the, the fruit are an internal thing within each believer, but the gifts are power poured out as a testimony to the power and the glory and the love and the grace and the mercy of God so that people will be drawn to him. As a testimony to him. As we read, as I said earlier, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would, would testify of Jesus. Right, and he does this by the outworkings of power so that we can see the glory and the majesty of God outworked on earth today through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and just to, to, to reiterate again, it is through us, right? It's not by us. And it doesn't come from us. It comes from him and simply outworks through us as a vessel. I gave this example last week in Cobram. Uh, if, if you were to plug a power lead into the, the wall socket and run it to the, the tool, say you, you're building a house or whatever, to run it to, to, to your power tool, the, 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 the lead has no power. Right? That there's never a moment where, where the lead is anything special. The, the lead never has power. The lead is simply a conduit where, where, where power flows from the source and is outworked through the tool on the other end. You, you, we would never say something like, gosh, I, I love this power lead. This, this is a powerful lead, right? Because it's not. They're all exactly the same and they do the same job. But the power comes from the source, flows through that lead and is outworked through the tool or the vessel on the other end. So in the same way it is for us, the power 
power simply comes from heaven. And when we're connected with heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, it flows through us and it's simply outworked or poured out through us as a vessel or a conduit of the power of God. But it never belongs to us. It doesn't come from us. It simply flows from heaven through us and comes out the other side in an outworking of the power of the testimony of God that leads people to, to him. Okay, And that's important that, that, that we remember that because the moment that we shift our thinking and start to say, I have power and I have all these gifts, we've lost sight of where the power truly comes from and we've lost sight of the gift giver and it suddenly becomes about us and watch me outwork this, watch me do this. And it's no, 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 watch the Holy Spirit do this through me as an empty vessel is where our mindset needs to go. Okay, so... So if we want to truly learn to recognize the presence of, of Holy Spirit in the lives of people, okay, we should not necessarily be looking for the outworking of the power of the gifts of the Spirit, but at the character of the individual, which should be an expression of the fruit of the Spirit. Because ultimately, that shows somebody who is, who is connected and desiring to live a life in the Spirit when they express the fruit. Okay, and yet we can get caught up simply looking at the gifts sometimes, which are which are important because they are a testimony to the power of God. But the character of a person shows more about their relationship with God than the outworking of the gifts through them. And if somebody doesn't have the 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 the, the fruit of the Spirit present in their lives, but they're outworking the gifts, then something's not quite. Right, okay, so what we should be looking for to recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit in the lives of, of, of people, of our leaders, right, of people that we might watch on YouTube, your favorite preachers or whatever, should not be the outworking of power, but the presence of the fruit of the Spirit in their lives, okay, and the expression of that fruit, okay. And so for all of us, okay, and, and this is true, and we should. For all of us, we, we desire to be used by God as a vessel that he can pour out his power through, which again is not a bad thing. But how much are we desiring in the same way for our character to reflect the fruit of the Spirit, right? I, I, and personally, I, I'm just as guilty. How much time do, do, I spend, do I spend praying, God, pour out the power of the gifts through me and give me the ability to, to prophesy and, and to speak in tongues and to interpret and, and Lord, speak, speak words of wisdom and words of knowledge through me and all that sort of stuff. How much time do I spend doing that compared to how much time I spend saying, Holy Spirit, express your divine nature and your character and the fruits of yourself through my life. Because I think we, we, we can get out of balance with this, and, right? And it, and it becomes all about the gifts and, and not about the fruit. And I want to encourage you in your, in your prayer life, still, still pray for the gifts. And we're going to get to why we, should, why we should still do that, okay? And why it's important. But let's pray for an expression of the divine nature of God through the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit to be expressed through us. We, we should be praying for that. We, we, should be, we, we should be seeking that. That our character reflect the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Because the fruit of the Spirit is actually the divine nature of God or the divine character of God being expressed through us, His creation. Okay, Again, it, it, it's, it's not about us, but it's about the divine nature and the divine characteristics of God being expressed through His creation to the world. And that's why it's important that I believe we pray for that and, and make that 
a priority in our life, that our character reflects the divine nature of God. They're, they're not simply, the, the fruit of the Spirit are not simply to make us a better person so that someone can look at us and go, oh, that person uh, has peace. Uh, oh, that person is, is gentle. That person has self-control. Again, it's not about us. It's about the divine nature of God being expressed through us, through his creation, so that people can come to know him. Okay? However, God desires to pour out his power and his glory through our lives. And I've said it, but I'll say it again. As a testimony that leads people to him and to a relationship with him. And this happens in our lives through the outworkings of the gifts of the Holy Spirit via his power. Okay, so what are these gifts? So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to read from verse 7 through to 11, uh, which says this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And, and that's important. To each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Okay, so just, just take a moment, just notice how, how Paul speaks about the, the gifts here. Given to each one for the profit of all. Okay, the gifts are not given to show how good we are or how close we are to God. But they are given as evidence to the testimony and the power of God outworked through our lives. These are the divine supernatural power gifts that Holy Spirit outworks through our lives. In the same way, right, as the disciples and the apostles had to wait for that power to come upon them. Okay, we too need to wait for that power. Right? Because again, there's, there's, there's the, the, the two um, moments or encounters with the Holy Spirit. When we believe, we receive him as a promise of the inheritance. And then we wait for the power to come from on high. And it's important again to understand that, 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 that these gifts are outworked according to his will, not our will, right? We, we can't just take them and, and just go and use them whenever and however we want. They're, they're his gifts outworked through us, okay? And he wants to express his, his power through us, but we need to receive the power from on high. So just quickly again, the nine gifts are words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirits, tongues, uh, the, the, the heavenly language, and the interpretation of tongues, so these gifts are the outworking of the power of God through his people who love and obey him. We should desire to see these things in our lives and, 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 and in our church. We should be seeking God and asking him to pour out these things through us in our communities. Right? And again, it's as Travis said before, that there's no... There's no difference. And even the verse we read says the same spirit gives each of these gifts, right? It's the same spirit outworked through each of us, through the gifts that he desires to give to us in whatever moment as an expression of his power in the world today to be a testimony to lead many people to him. And our communities, right, need this power of God. Yarrawonga and Cobram need this power of God. You guys on the Gold Coast need the power of God. Our churches in Uganda need the power of God. This is 
something that we should be seeking so desperately and asking God for to pour out these gifts, right? But there comes this moment where we have to wait for the power that comes from on high before we can begin to outwork these things. And it's like uh, Kieran shared the, 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 the vision that she had of of the man uh, standing in the waves, in the water with the waves building up and crashing down upon him. And it's like they're coming and they're coming and they're coming. And he's just, he's just standing there. And it's not until the waves cease that he then can begin to move forward. And in the same way, for us to move forward, we need to wait for this power on high to be poured out upon us so that his power is outworked through our lives as a testimony to him. So that many come to know him through the work that he does through us. But our communities need this. I mean, I can think of plenty of examples right now just in people that I know who need the power of God to show up. Who need these giftings to move. And I'm sure you can as well. And God wants to pour these things out through us into our communities. Okay, but we can't get caught up and we can't run ahead without him because we need the power from on high that outworks these gifts through our lives. Right. But that through these through these supernatural gifts, through these divine gifts of power. Right, many are going to come to know him because they're done as a testimony to the resurrection of Jesus and his power and his glory and to the power of God. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. Paul says to them, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but uh, especially that you may prophesy but desire these these spiritual gifts okay the same power that was present at the creation of the world is the same power that we read in scripture outworked through the old testament by the hand of god it is the same power that enabled jesus to be born of a virgin it is the same power that overcame sin and death on the cross. It's the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. And it's the same power that is outworked through us as believers as a testimony to the glory and the power of God and his great gift of salvation. It's the same power that was present at creation. that now dwells in us and is also the same power that is poured out on us in the baptism of the Holy Spirit to outwork these gifts as a testimony to God. It's, it's simply about Him and that's where it needs to be. The moment that we lose sight of that and it becomes about us and it becomes about anything else. No, it's the same power that was present then, is present now, and outworked through us as a testimony to God. So, Holy Spirit in us, 
transforms us to live out and express the divine nature of the character of God. Okay, I'll say that again. Holy Spirit in us transforms us to live out and express the divine nature and the characteristics of God. Holy Spirit through us pours out his power as a testimony that will lead many to him. And both of these things are things that we should be desiring and seeking. Holy Spirit in us, transforming us, so that our character reflects the divine nation of God, and Holy Spirit through us, pouring out these gifts, and this power, and the miracles, and the healing, and the prophecy, and the everything else that, 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 that was listed, as a testimony of the power of God, that will lead many to Him. And this, this is what we need. This is, this is what I need. This is, this is what you need in your homes right now. It's what we need in our workplaces. It's what we need in our schools. It's what we need in our sporting clubs. It's what we need every day in every moment of our lives. His Holy Spirit in us, transforming us so that we express His divine nature and His character. And Holy Spirit through us, pouring out power from on high that is a testimony to Jesus and a testimony to God that many will come to know Him. And my hope is that today, that, 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 that all of us will, will grasp this understanding okay, and this revelation that, that we, need, we, need, we need both of these, right? We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power from on high. And let's, as Paul says to the, to, to, to the Corinthians, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Let's do that. And let's also desire the fruit of the Spirit to be present and outworked through our lives. I just want to encourage you today that wherever you're at, no matter how you're feeling right now that we're stuck in lockdown again, hopefully for only a few more days, right? But, but however that made you feel or whatever thoughts ran through your head the moment that, that you heard that, our God is bigger than that and our God is more powerful than that and He wants to outwork through you His, 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 His gifts, these divine gifts so that people around you, people who don't know Him, are drawn to Him by the way that you live and the way that you overcome what we're going through and what we're facing right now, that, that, that your character right, expresses the divine nature of God and you have this peace that comes from God that transcends all understanding and those who don't know Him will be looking at you going, I wish I had the peace that my friend has. Because this is, this is what we have because of Him. It's not because of us, because any of us without God would, would, would be stressed and we would be anxious and we would be worried and we would not have any idea about what's going to happen. And, and, and in some ways we still don't, but we worship the God who does and who wants to express his power and his character and his nature through our lives. And so this is what we need to desire. This is what we need to ask for. This is what we need to cry out for. And, 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 and when, we, when we fast together, and, and we pray for his power, his purpose, and his plan. Let's desire these spiritual gifts. Let's desire more of 
the Spirit. And let's be as passionate about the things that the Holy Spirit does and wants to do as we are about Jesus and what he's done for us. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you that you are present with us. We thank you for all that you have done throughout all of human history to lead us to this point where we are today. And that you have placed us in where you have, Lord God. Each of us, because you want to pour out the power of your spirit through us as a testimony to yourself and of your goodness and your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, that you taught us that, that you had to go, that you had to leave so that Holy Spirit could come. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that, that you have come and that you dwell in us as believers. And we thank you for the power that is coming from on high in a greater way, in a greater expression than it ever has before within our churches and within our communities, Lord. And we pray that many, many would come to know you as a result of your power at work through our lives. Lord, we desire to see you move. We know that you make the impossible possible in a moment. And Lord, we desire to see you move. Lord God, prepare us, prepare our hearts as individuals and as a church for what you're going to do. And Lord, we will wait and we will stand in the waves as they crash down on us for as long as it takes until that moment where the waves and the crashing ceases and we can move forward and step into more of what you have for us and more of the outworking of the power of the Holy Spirit through us. Lord, thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you're showing us and thank you for what you're preparing us for. Lord, we love you and we are so grateful to you for this gift that we have of you living and dwelling in us. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.